0: That song is like an earworm in my brain that I can It's doubt. like crack for the ear holes. Ear crack.
1: You sniff it, you put it down on a mirror and you just listen to it.
0: And, and you get real energetic. We we should stop. Hello everybody, welcome to Lord. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is an intervention. You're doing too much oh, yeah? ear crack.
1: Yeah, I'm sucking it all up through my ear holes. <laughs> it's
0: affecting those who love you. I
1: can barely hear anything anymore.
0: Okay. Hey, we're doing lore dump, everybody. It's <laughs> me, Josh, <laughs> aka the governor, uh, wow. who you're does so
1: uncomfortable.
0: things and stuff. I don't and know why you? you're so.
1: I'm so awkward. Oh, I thought you were cool. Hey, this is Mr. Shigadans, <laughs> aka the governess, aka someone who does a lot of ear candy, aka Sean. It's not AKA, I'm not telling you. AKA uh 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 Yeah, it's it.
0: Your most popular title is uh 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 yeah.
1: That's the one I went by in high school.
0: I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by your joke, um the... AKA
1: uh, host of the stitch fix podcast oh stitch fix
0: well hey wow you did it i was going to say that we rarely commit to a bit for more than a few episodes but you've been really sticking to the governess and the stitch fix bit quite
1: that quite one that one comes and goes
0: yeah that's pretty impressive yeah. i'm genuinely usually <laughs> someone out forget there's what me we to said it. last time yeah. yeah even if it was shot 20 minutes ago
1: now I, I only forget the actual topic we were talking about what's up Joshua? what do you got what do you well, got
0: going on? that was actually almost a good segue our topic this week sean is going to be the infamous elf who we defined as an emperor who oh, got yeeted the to the shelf? other side yes the elf oh. on the shelf <laughs> emperor elf on the shelf but before we get into that really good topic
1: emperor elfin shelf <laughs> can
0: we I think
1: we well, just, Before we get to that topic. Before we've we just to named this
0: character, by the way, but we'll, we'll get there later. First, uh, we need to talk about, how, you know, another part of this show that we do later on is that we answer community questions, Sean. And if our community wanted to ask us questions, how would they do it? Well, I
1: don't know how they would do it because I would never tell them how to live their life or dictate their actions in any way. But if I wanted to do it. I would go to Questions at gmail.com and submit a little email. If I couldn't do that, then my backup would be to go to our socials on Instagram and Twitter, at the Lord Dump, and just send us a juicy little tidbit there. Those would be my two options.
0: The juiciest. And man, do we get some good questions from our community members. They're the best. Yes. If you send us questions, we write you into our will. It's very long. <laughs> it's a long, long will. So please... Do send us questions so you can get in on our worldly belongings when we both pass. This is terrible. Why are was... just going to get like
1: $5.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: poor. Oh
0: my god. Okay, so with all that said and done, and with them eagerly writing questions to you and I, it's time to get into the show proper. So we're going to go... Oh, wait,
1: we already did <laughs> no, that. No, we
0: did that bit uh we're we're gonna talk about emperor Elfinshelf, who has canonically just been named emperor Elfinshelf.
1: is it elfin shelf or is it elf and shelf
0: i think it's elf and shelf. emperor
1: emperor and shelf
0: and, yes and, and it's just n apostrophe shelf yeah yeah okay that's perfect <laughs> yeah,
1: elven names can never be spelled properly
0: <laughs> yeah no they've already gotta have tilde's or things that i'm gonna be gotta be out there Gotta be <laughs> <Poor elephant laughs> I love that. That's a really That's good, a good name. It's, it's been a story. while
1: since we just did a big meaty joke, except for two episodes ago and or last la- episode a little bit a little before all that. Okay.
0: Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, all... What episode is, it? is this? A... This is episode 12.
1: All yeah, 12, this is 12
0: episodes.
1: All 12 episodes.
0: Wow. 12. Happy anniversary, sweetie. Um, anyway. You said that in 10. Shh, it's always is it every our two now? It's always our anniversary.
1: This is true. It's the same day, I guess.
0: Yeah every so, day is the same day every day we just live the same it's like we're really getting derailed on this podcast today
1: we, we, we doing this for like five minutes
0: <laughs> wow look at that time okay so emperor elf this was an elf that came around in the early eras of the elves and we like have canonically dis- established that on the continent there was very little it was fairly barren and the elves persisted off of essentially their direct arcane connection to the planet of toreg until the gods separated into their own little shards and then began messing with it at which point the elves had already kind of claimed possession to this planet they felt like they were the rightful owners um and society began to develop uh the elves began to use the resources that were being placed on the planet to do things um and Emperor Elfinshelf comes into play sometime around then, uniting the elven cities uh, and taking control. Not only the elven cities, three elven nations, the wood elves, and the elves that dwelt in the fissure, who would eventually become the precursors to the drow. But at yes. that time, they're all one people solidified under Emperor Elf and Shelf. Yes. This is, is all pre yeeting to the other side
1: pre-yeet yes this is pre-yeet elfin shelf
0: is our did our timeline did we just establish that it's py and -and ay Post
1: Yeet, yes pre that's the elfin calendar
0: the elfin calendar is okay the elfin
1: calendar is uh py and
0: uh a y after a y yeah
1: after yeet and pre-yeet
0: yeah or post yeah because it couldn't be py py before
1: yeet and post yeet by and
0: py by py sure Let's, Let's do it. K- oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. Or it could just be... <laughs> what if they were both PY and it was pre yeet and post yeet?
1: <laughs> Can we do that instead? That's, yeah. better, I think. that's so confusing. And Post-Y bad. and pre-Y. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So it's PY and PY. You've got PY <laughs> negatives and PY positives. post yeet and pre yeet.
1: They won't tell you which one's which.
0: Nope. So interesting. Our elfin emperor is sitting here. Why is? What does he look like? A. An elf. Good. (laughs)
1: Good. Am I a sketch artist? Well done. (laughs) He's got okay. He's got big eyes, big big weird like anime eyes, but everyone else's are normal. So they thought he was was magic. They thought he was super special. They thought he was the protagonist. He's the elven protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What if he's just Naruto?
0: Fighting dreamer. No, he becomes
1: Hokage. That's his dream.
0: His dream is to become Hokage?
1: Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. And they chuck him through the portal and he gets trapped over there.
0: (laughs) Okay. So... So the lore here is that there is an elf with big eyes.
1: You made me do this. You... What does
0: he look like to you? No, 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 no. I, I, like, I like hearing your takes. I like asking you what this character looks like because <laughs> you hate elves.
1: <laughs> He's got big eyes. He's got dull ears. He's got human ears. Uh, this, yeah, this is yeah. pre-humans. Mm. This is pre-humans. He's also uh, tall okay yeah annoyingly so
0: he's annoyingly tall he's
1: like six and a half feet tall
0: his ears aren't quite human-esque but they are a little shorter and he's got these big buggy buggy eyes so he's not a particularly mm-hmm. attractive mm-hmm. elf
1: no he's gross okay he's you kinda... wouldn't want to uh, be acquainted with this emperor
0: okay how did he become emperor
1: he did a bunch of war no I like elected. how every time
0: I ask you a question about a city, <laughs> you say, they did a bunch of war.
1: It was a bunch of war. No way, hold on. Just some war. Yeah,
0: a, a bit, bit of war. More. Some war.
1: I think he was, um, there was a contest.
0: Contest? Was it, we've established these elves as like early philosophers. Mm-hmm. Was it like, was he a really good philosopher? Was he a really good, was he good at? thought puzzles was it a puzzle thing
1: yeah they had a logic off
0: they had a logic off
1: yeah and then he cut the gordian knot in half and he was like see you're not as even even strong as my sword is
0: okay okay i like it i like it a lot
1: yeah gordian knot that was a good joke
0: <laughs> it was really good ten out of ten <laughs> thank Would you, you thank be... you again. so he cut thank the you. knot in half and they were like oh my god this philosophy is so good you should be emperor
1: No, I think it was a myriad of different things because they're they're elves, they're not stupid. Yeah, they're pretty. So they knew that it needed to be strong of mind, strong of character, strong of body, strong of muscles. He's got to have those muscles. So they gave they they had this contest that was like everything. You had to be the best at everything in order to even get close. Okay, and he was the best of everything, he was the smartest, coolest, most liked best warrior that they had okay. and that is why they chose him as first emperor
0: he was aragorn
1: he was yeah not what?
0: aragorn jesus legolas what is wrong with me what he was like super so we, i'm sorry we established him as ugly but now he's hot can i get no, context on you that? don't need to
1: be hot to be liked josh what's wrong with you
0: you said he best looking you said most attractive
1: I don't think I said best looking. I said he had the best muscles.
0: Oh, okay. Got it. So he's yeah, real I said The best
1: muscles, big fucking eyes. They were like, oh, he's so weird. He's weird but then looking. he did he did everything real cool. And they were like, oh, but he's cool. I okay. like
0: him. Got it. Got it. Got it. I understand now. I'm on the same page. Yeah. It took me a minute. I'm sorry for being slow.
1: Yeah. He was everything but the most attractive.
0: Okay. And. Because that's weird. That's dumb. Yeah. Who needs to be, you know. I'm there are a lot
1: way. of cool people in history that were fucking uggos.
0: Yeah. Like. Abraham Lincoln.
1: <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was not a looker. <laughs> he, was he did some great, kid, amazing kid. stuff for the country, but he was a big uggo. six foot ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah, gangly dude, with a funny chin, and a, he was yeah. just a mess. Anyway, okay, so we've got he was he was not a great looking dude, but he was mm-hmm. a very talented dude, and uh Aesthetics are obviously that's very superficial anyway and completely dependent upon taste. So yes, we don't get to determine who looks like what. But of course, by our own standards, he didn't seem like a particularly attractive man. No, um, he's got fish eyes. Gross. Yes. So based on that, he he they make him the emperor. Now they already established this empirical government. The elves like was that an agreed upon thing? That they had figured out, and then the competition was just after the fact to pick somebody.
1: But if the contest was between the four cities, and they each sent their best from no. those four cities, the
0: three cities, the Wood Elves, and the Fisher. So there's five.
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I, for some reason in my head, the Fisher has a city in it. Oh. So you're right. The five that makes sense. Came okay, together.
0: yeah, no, there can be a city in the Fisher. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this five, five came together.
0: The five factions of Elf. <laughs> Came together um and put up their bestestest They had a um an Elf America pageant um where they did this. I yeah, they had
1: the the elf factor.
0: The elf factor, yes, they had the yeah. elf factor. It's actually pretty good. The elf factor. <laughs> uh okay, so they had the elf factor and yeah. he rose to the top and was made the leader. Yes. How long did he govern for?
1: Uh how old was he when he won the contest? Let's decide that first.
0: So they have a lifespan of about seven hundred years or so. Longer if they're particularly talented in magic.
1: He was. We've established yeah. that. So maybe two fifty.
0: Two fifty when he won the contest. Yeah. And he had at least a couple year hundred years in power before he was yeeted.
1: So he was about four hundred and thirty seven years
0: old. <laughs> When he got yeeted, I love how specific that is. <laughs> 437 <laughs> years old is where PY and PY break. Got
1: yes, it. where the two PYs diverge in a woods. And I took the one less traveled by. Okay. <laughs> See, I knew some Chaucer.
0: Well done, sir. That was Chaucer. <laughs> I so he.
1: Know. I'm pretty sure it was Frost. It was Charles Dickens.
0: You're just yelling authors at me. I'm just saying different <laughs>
1: names until you say something else.
0: <laughs> okay, so he got uh, <gasps> he got he got into power. Did he do anything? Well, he obviously ostracized a bunch of people because then the faction split afterwards.
1: Well, he was a hundred percent high elf. Yes, that's just like guaranteed factual
0: but he pissed off a lot of the elven factions because this that's at the end of his reign the drow were like i'm outie or the precursors to the drow like i'm outie and the three nations split they're like we're what done no one But there was bad
1: blood because most of the people who got to decide who won were high elf
0: yeah that makes sense which is there why some the, sort of scrutiny the politics are a little better in the three the three high elf nations as opposed to the what elves yeah. and the the fisher elves
1: yeah okay that makes more sense that's why there's that bad blood
0: there yeah now we got bad blood um okay don't don't (laughs) so so we've got this bad blood we've got him established as are there any particular character traits we want to give this guy?
1: um (laughs) i don't know what if he's like really into jazz yes he's really into <laughs> jazz he's a huge jazz aficionado
0: and not like Can't good get jazz like bad he
1: jazz. he's a amateur scatting
0: man Ooh. <laughs> okay yeah very yeah. irritating
1: yeah, that was his talent portion of the show. He was he did the Scatting Man. He did a
0: barber quartet. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, he was also good at like chess games and war games and inte- intellectual games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he was able to out-manipulate and politic politic other people.
0: Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Okay. Did he like to host... Ooh. So maybe after the first Elf Factor, he kept hosting Elf Factors just to lord his intellect over the other factions. And that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of that bad blood comes from. It was no longer a matter of determining who was the leader. He just wanted to be like, hey, I'm smarter than you. And he would drag noble houses into these competitions with him um, using his power.
1: And if he was ever threatened by an individual from another city or state... He would just, you know, cheat. Just cheat? At a certain point.
0: Or have them assassinated. Or someone,
1: or someone else would cheat on his behalf to keep him in power.
0: Right, right. He's got like pretty powerful folks working behind him. Yeah. Mm.
1: He's got the entourage.
0: Mm. Love an entourage. Yes. Okay. So, what's the catalyst for the yeeting? Is it an outcome of his behaviors? Is it an accident? Is it somebody getting back at him? Was there a conspiracy theory?
1: I think there was a conspiracy theory, but from his own people.
0: The other the other High Elves from his specific nation.
1: Yes. At a certain point, probably around 337, was it?
0: 437? 437 is when you had him. Yeet.
1: Yeah, there was um, the younger generation thought it was their turn. Okay. Maybe, Maybe. Maybe that's what it was
0: where did they figure out how did how did they figure out how to yeet him was it accidental was it i think
1: they were trying to do something else or like send him somewhere else yeah but they accidentally tapped into the other side
0: it was the first instance of banishment
1: or maybe it was random maybe they weren't doing it maybe like they were about to murder him and then a portal opened and he jumped into it he's like oh this will save me and then he jumped into it, and he was stuck there.
0: I actually like, okay, yes, building upon that. He's cornered. He's about to be killed by this younger generation. He casts what is the spell banish does not exist yet. He attempts to cast that, but fails miserably. And in doing so permanently, quote unquote, banishes himself to the other side.
1: I like that. And the last ditch ever to save himself.
0: And then the other elves were like, what the hell just happened? And a few people began theorizing and speculating into it and began eventually over tens of thousands of years actually figured out like how to do banishment and extra stuff. They still don't know where it goes, the other side, but that's how it, they figured out how to do it. And every once in a while, the elf just sees somebody pop in there for one minute and then pop out <laughs>
1: What if because it wasn't an exact banishment? Yeah, it's they definitely re- like yeah. they couldn't replicate the the banishment spell because it was accidentally a way to summon one of the rifts that opened to this portal and he stepped this into plane. It. He accidentally summoned like one of those rifts, like you know how they randomly pop up from time to time because, because the chick is just poking the through. The chick
0: thrashing around, yeah.
1: Yeah, but he found a way to like conjure one of those openings. I
0: mean, we could just do the chicken was thrashing around in that very moment. <laughs> big beak just comes through nowhere <laughs> or rips like... him through. Under All cell. right,
1: <laughs> we'll take it.
0: Yeah, it's history is not certain. Let's yes. do that. I love doing in my world alternate renditions of history where there's two different, different variants depending on who you. Talk but he
1: to. would for sure know. He
0: knows. No one yeah, else he knows
1: the truth, and whenever, if ever, your NPCs meet him, he would know.
0: Yeah, like the the guys who saw him seem to think half of them, or who were attacking him, seem to think half of them seem to think that he yeeted himself. The other half think that a giant chicken head ripped through time and space, and then he stepped through the portal.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> I that's good.
0: Okay, like beautiful. That. 10 out of 10, fantastic. I mastered 9 out of 10. So then he was there Nine for a very 10 long 10. time. Very long time.
1: Longer than elves should live.
0: Yes, because he's in But stasis. also
1: no time at all.
0: Yeah, both a blink of an eye and an eternity at the same time. God,
1: that sounds like a nightmare.
0: There's also a part of him that, even though he stepped out of that somehow, which I'm sure we'll have to establish back into the waking world now, He's also at the same time still in the world because time doesn't work that way. Because once he exists in this alternate universe, he exists perpetually because he exists there for eternity, but also not. Not only
1: that, he exists there alongside everything that has ever come in and out of this dimension.
0: Mm -hmm. So there is a duality to him. I think... Even after, and maybe this what's make this is what makes him such a threat, even though he's come back, there is a part of him and him as a whole also still back in the other side. And they are somehow connected because the other side exists out of time. I like that. That's really like really metaphysics trippy. Yeah. It's
1: mind shattering.
0: Yeah. And he's able to do things that are very, very weird in regards to his powers. Now that he's back in a functioning timeline, I think he doesn't seem to age at all.
1: So he doesn't age?
0: I think, yeah, he might be no longer long-lived, but in fact eternal.
1: So, yeah, if he was killed in this plane of existence in the current day, that other form of him would still exist.
0: Yeah, he can't die.
1: But would have no knowledge of that death yeah or do they know no about i think each he other?
0: does i think it's like a window as well i think i think the part of him in this world is more of a shadow of himself to us to those in the world he seems fully functioning fully regional but to the person in this world he feels like a just a part a fraction a shadow of himself and the You'd rest really of have to split
1: yourself in half to be able to go Out of that dimension. You have to shadow your own being.
0: Yes. Like the gods did.
1: Mm -hmm. Very
0: interesting. But there's still a direct line. A direct connection between the two. Which also gives. If you want to make him the BBEG. You can just throw him back. The players kill him. Straight out kill him. Hell that would be really cool. Could you imagine if you killed the BBEG. In like your 10th session. And then you, like, moved onto the next thing. And then the guy showed back up. The guy showed back up and then showed back up again. Like, that would be so... That'd be really neat. That'd be interesting. There are interesting mechanics to play with, I think.
1: I'd be fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you stay dead?
0: Good dead. Oh, it's almost like he's a lich.
1: Yeah. Now, could the being... Could the version of him back in the other side... Could that take advantage of that knowledge? It could send multiple versions of itself to the same period of time.
0: I think it's incredibly difficult to do.
1: Yeah. But in theory he could.
0: Yeah, in theory. If, if he got he desperate realized,
1: like, Like he dies in that time period, comes back here he's like, oh hang on a second. And he just starts like trying to force himself over there multiple times. Yeah. Sort of like literally himself throughout time.
0: Yeah. I like that. Okay, let's let's consider our own lore. So we said that the chicken forced itself in its entirety over to the other side, and that's why it can't get out, because it is very hard to get out.
1: Well, because it's so large.
0: Yeah, because it's such a big. But what if this is about to get creepy? This is very Warhammer forty k esque This is very Imperial Throne stasis. What if when the Emperor accidentally yeeted himself, ooh, this is good, this is good, what if when the Emperor accidentally yeeted himself at the YPYP juncture into the other side, he left a husk of himself that doesn't seem to die sitting on the throne. And the elves, at least of that nation, elected to maintain it. And that is the catalyst to getting back here. There is this basically, like, husk of the original emperor that's partially alive, like it breathes and doesn't seem to age or decay, that has been sitting on the throne in that one nation for tens of thousands of years. And then, eventually, this, the emperor that was on the other side figures out how to reconnect with that self. And it comes back to life.
1: Hmm. So that would mean that there's also a giant chicken still on this side that is just a husk.
0: Mm, I don't think so. The reason that I'm saying that is because the chicken sent itself in entirety, which is why it can't come back, period. The emperor never sent himself in entirety, which is why he can come back.
1: Okay. Well, we did make it canonical that all of the nations split.
0: Yes, which they still did. When he became a husk, most of them were like, why would we let this person rule? But one of them was like, this is still the emperor. He's still there. (laughs) And they are led essentially by a, a group. Ooh, this gets really deep. That nation, there is a little conspiracy group who pretends to hear the voice of the emperor. This is very Warhammer 40k. They say that the emperor still talks to them and they make decisions for that nation. Saying that they're able to commune with the dead emperor. And that's the nation's best kept secret. They pass that around and select few in that inner circle. Know that the emperor doesn't say anything. Until one day he did come back.
1: So And assumed control. I love it. And I love where it's going. The guy who gets shunted over to the other side needs to be a warlock patron.
0: Yes. Needs, once, it needs
1: to be like... And wants you to voice. go get his corpse. He's like, hey, uh, this is weird. I'm going to give you magic. I figured out how to do all this stuff because this place is crazy. But I need something from you. You need to go literally rip this place to the ground because they're just they're using me as a puppet and I'm not okay with that.
0: Yeah. You need to like get my husk body that just doesn't decay. It just sits there on this throne. Empty yeah. and vacant. But tied to me i need you to fucking deal with it and then eventually yeah. he comes back and now you've got a warlock patron stomping around in your universe again like that's
1: almost like a more inkainen level yeah. motherfucker mm-hmm. comes over here with these dimensional secrets and he's like hey guess what guys fuck you actually i'm
0: back yeah and he immediately wretches I'm control back. of that nation but now he's got warlocks that serve him as well scattered across the planet
1: yeah that's good
0: lore, dude.
1: This is good stuff. This is, he, I like he that. He
0: wrenches power back from that cabal that was pretending yeah. to speak for him, but like kills most of them. They go into hiding, and now there is mass political discourse and intrigue and disarray. That's a whole campaign. In Yeah, that is a whole campaign.
1: But starting from the side that your warlock started this whole thing. Yeah. Like the, your party's warlock made this guy come back, and then that's a whole problem.
0: Yep. And you could just drop them in that point in time. Yeah. Or you could use it as, okay, there are whisperings now in the, in the pillars back on the other continent that the elves are at war with each other and that some powerful historical figure has returned. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's very ominous and frightening to everybody. And they're like, what's, what is this? And this power seems to have, this entity has these weird eldritch far seeing abilities. Yeah. Ooh, that's
1: good. I like that. Oh,
0: literally and you know we've said steel stuff before the concept of a husk being left behind that is the emperor of mankind in warhammer 40k he exists psychically on another plane and left his body behind is the long and short of it and a cabal of people begin speaking for him on his behalf um and use him as this like god figure to rule for thousands tens of thousands of years Um, And then he hasn't returned yet, but there's a whole bunch of cannon around like that's literally it's pulled quite closely from that again with our own flair and additions to it. But
1: interesting. Yeah, I also like to think that because he's on the plane with this chicken and he's given so much time to like access all of this, all of this stuff, because he is so smart, he finds a way to tap into the chicken.
0: Yeah, that's bad. That's not good
1: yeah maybe he plans to bring it back and sort of run it around on the people like once, that fucked with him
0: once he gets back yeah he's like you know what i know secrets oh my god he knows secrets that the gods don't know mm-hmm. that they forgot that they have forgotten and he says the elves now are the truest masters of this planet and i know how to make it so
1: yeah oh that's good
0: And then there are other factions of elves that still completely reject that. There are two other high elf nations and a wood elf nation and the drow at this point who are like, fuck off. And have said that since he was ripped from his body and sent into the far beyond. He comes back. So you can still have, it's not like, you know, there's just bad elves. There's good elves and bad elves. And you could play on either side of it. That's really good. That's so good.
1: I like this. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is is good.
0: And even, even like, even though he's come back to his body now, there is still, he's still persisting outside. Like we established earlier, there's still a part of him on the other side. Establishing that link, like there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. It is a, it is our first transcendent character other than the dragons. It is our first mortal that has become a god essentially, without becoming a god.
1: Yes. But still a very trapped one.
0: Yes. Very, like, there's restrictions, because otherwise that would be very problematic. Yeah. But this is our first, like, transcendent deity, which I like. Those are always good. You know what I mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, that's spicy. All right, what else do we need?
1: Hmm. We need... Emperor need... Shell i mean yeah god that's such a weird name to, to, such a badass went.
0: character and he's doctor
1: but he is just sitting on a shelf and watching
0: he was an elf on a shelf really a
1: cosmic shelf yeah he's an elf on a cosmic shelf
0: i like how we stumbled backwards into that meme
1: well yeah <laughs> why would we ever do it any other way on this show Go team we start with a meme and then we find a way to make it work mm. Lordump. Lordump.
0: lord Dump.
1: Hmm. okay do now that emperor is not ruling over the other nations correct the other elven societies
0: yeah in fact it's okay. a that's that's where you establish factions that the dm can use in your source in your setting right so you can say if you are interested in the elves these opportunities exist right like this is generally in conflict with this group and this group is generally in conflict with this group there's potential mm-hmm. for you to decide, right? I like it. So, I think it's good. The pillars tend to perceive the elven continent as one holistic group because of the historic abuse that came from them. But amongst the elves, there are many factions and nations rubbing up against each other.
1: It also makes more sense that those people were like, oh, yeah, the king. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely wants that money. So, if you can go ahead and. Send it back. Bring that on back here, and they're like, "Fuck you, fuck you, and your puppet master."
0: Yeah, you stupid dead king.
1: <laughs> we got plenty of good dwarven kings.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So maybe his original name is Emperor Elfinshelf, but over tens of thousands of years, he just came to be known as the Dead King.
1: That's like a slanderous name for him, though okay yeah that's, that's not like, what he does that's not what that's, the people who run that society want to call him right that's what the other people call him like, Everyone it's just calls a corpse the dead king yeah it's a corpse on a throne yeah that's good
0: Oof. oh Ugh. so juicy <sighs> so much potential
1: so scary mm. Ooh, so dead he's a dead zombie
0: king he, oh no i just in my mind i painted this picture of like players who make it like or are starting this elven world or working with the cabal or trying to fl- free this warlock patron like walk into this throne room and it is just this weird elf corpse on this giant throne with these like hooded cloaked figures standing around it and it's all poorly lit and very mm-hmm. like atmospheric oh it's so good <laughs> all right i'm pretty happy with that what else do we need? anything else
1: I think that's good for him.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: What oh would god. that what would that mean for us then, Joshua? If we're all done with that. Well
0: if we're all done with the lore thing, do you know what time it is? I asked you. It's question time.
1: Oh my god, I never would have thought about that. <laughs> I was gonna give the people the socials and then say bye.
0: Bye-y. It's question time? No, I'm kidding. Uh it is question <laughs> time. <laughs>
1: You triggered me with that song. I thought we were ending.
0: Yeah, he pressed stop on the recording inst- instinctively. <laughs> yes, we have a question. And we have a really good question today. I mean, we have a really good question every week. Every week. But this week's question is from a good friend of ours and an amazing artist and friend of Twee, which is where Sean and I spend <gasps> a lot of time, the amazing welcome in where our friends and us play some D&B. Um, this question comes from Tanner, a.k.a. Tanner. Yeah, our boy, the artist. And Tanner asks, Sean, how do you guys go about creating homebrew dungeons and filling those dungeons with loot that would be fitting for the party level?
1: Well, first, Mythalador is absolutely a wizard we have to put in this world somewhere. I think that name is rad as hell. Oh, fuck yeah. That's cool. That's, okay. cool. That's cool. We have to remember that um, Mythalador belongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, the question was about dungeons and items.
0: How do you go about creating homebrew dungeons and filling those dungeons with loot? And I will say, full disclosure, there will likely be an episode where we literally make a dungeon, right? Because yeah. that's a whole episode or two. But
1: well, just getting the idea for a dungeon is one episode.
0: Yeah, and then
1: actually making it out is probably like two or three.
0: Yeah, traps and rooms and like that's that's a whole thing. Yeah, um, but we're still building the world, so we're not there yet. But but a yeah. basic like how. What's your, what's your how do you kick off creating a dungeon, Sean?
1: Well, dungeons have to exist for a reason. Number one, there has to be some sort of purpose to them. It can't just be you find a cave, there's a bunch of twisty, turny places, and there's some stuff in there you need. Or don't need, there's just stuff in there. And those can happen and be interesting, but if your party's going to spend their time going into one, it should have some sort of story or lore to it. That makes it important.
0: I'm 100% agree.
1: Good. Otherwise, I'd punch
0: you. I think to build upon it. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> I show you my
0: muscles. Oh, you're Rah! so strong. Look at those. Oh, i
1: There goes my shirt. I've ripped it off with my bare
0: hands. Oh, my gosh. Bruce Banner. Stop. Who put
1: these bare hands here? Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... To build upon what Sean said, too, like, I think a lot of people immediately think dungeon and they think, like, it's this catacomb under the ground, blah, 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 blah. That's not the case. That's not a dungeon. A dungeon is a set map with a series of encounters built into it with, like, an end goal. But a dungeon can really be so much more. Like, it could be a series of pathways up in the air that are open-faced, but they're their only way of traversing this, like, large open space, right? Like, dungeons are, dungeons are really, like, again, we fall into the, when you say dungeons, you envision an actual dungeon. But in D&D, a dungeon is a mapped out area for the players to really, really yeah. put their skills to the test.
1: Like the interior of a building could be a dungeon mm-hmm. um uh, a series of sunken ships along a coastline could be a dungeon there could be like i don't know a trail up a mountain a technically outside could be considered a dungeon yeah it's just a series of obstacles you have to get through yes
0: yeah. so dungeons are dungeons are great um so that's sh- i but that really is the answer like how do you how do you kick off dungeon crafting have a reason for it
1: yeah um usually it's something that the party has to either retrieve or reach by a certain time you put it like the bottom of the dungeon like the item that they're looking for or like the ritual they're trying to stop or whatever the fuck that's it's got to be at the end um there can be other like side things to sort of distract them or maybe have a little bit of fun with or just challenge them a little bit Like traps or, like, puzzle rooms or, like, vaults or something filled with monsters that they have to fight out once they get inside.
0: You know. I personally really like my dungeons to live and breathe. So I really like when my dungeons are a fortress or something and the goal is to scout for the players or to find a specific target and get them out of there. Like, those Mm -hmm. are a lot of, like, having a captive deep in a fortress that they have to go and retrieve. Like I like those sorts of things because then there's guard routes, there's like living areas, there's different um, different things for the players to engage with as well. So I really like dungeons to do that sort of thing. Um, I also like my dungeons at multiple pathways really give the players agency um, with dungeons. Yeah. shouldn't be a straight line.
1: Nah, straight lines are boring. Yeah. Straight lines take away that sort of, that air of mystery and choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed 100%. Is it? And how do, Sean, the second part of the question is, and f- how do you fill those dungeons with loot that would be fitting for the party level? And we've kind of talked about gearing the party before a little bit. So all of that yeah. still stands.
1: Huh. So there's, like, a table in the DMG that's, like, the encounter level that you are looking for. Like, there's a certain range of encounter levels. Then you roll on that table to determine what your party gets from that encounter. That is, I feel, a pretty good way to do it. Uh, Especially if you do it beforehand and sort of tailor the way that table rolls to your actual party. Like, if there's a very good cleric item but your party doesn't have a cleric then they're probably gonna die anyway so i gave it to them
0: <laughs> you're in a particularly like <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> let them die mood um, No, no no i i agree with that and and i it does go back to our initial conversation which is know your party and give them the loot mm-hmm. that works for your party right yeah. and know the loot you're putting out there like that's yes i mean you ask the question but that question answers itself like how do you fill the dungeons with the loot that's fitting for the party you sit down and identify the loot that is fitting for the party
1: pretty much or you homebrew something
0: yeah or make something that works
1: yeah uh most of the stuff that you homebrew should have a very specific tailored uh purpose for your party like there's a gap that they want to be filled or there's something that they feel is lacking Mm -hmm. then you just make something fill in that gap
0: you can also gear your party for the dungeon which is another thing that people tend to like miss out on you can have the last few quests rewards set up the party to be more successful in the dungeon or in the magic shop that they frequent there could be items that will help with this dungeon so you can also kind of Precursor a little bit. Don't play your cards too soon. Don't give away what you're getting. But you can give them. It feels really good to a player when they purchased an item with their hard-earned gold, and that item comes into play, defeating the BBEG in a dungeon, or helping them tackle something, or bypass an issue. You know what I mean? So consider that. Think of think of those sorts of things too. Uh, Another another thing along those lines is a lot of the time, if you have a big dungeon with lots of floors, on the first floor maybe there's loot to get them help them get further into the dungeon right maybe there's
1: or like hints of loot further down that down. keep them motivated to mm-hmm. go down
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: cuz the biggest problem with dungeons is how 5e handles short rests and long rests and how important the party thinks those are yeah that's my biggest issue is keep give them a timetable so they don't take rests and then give them reasons to be afraid to take rest even with that timetable
0: patrols are my favorite yeah oh you want to take a rest okay you're gonna probably get jumped (laughs) (laughs) don't
1: even tell them they might just say you will get attacked yeah i'm not gonna let this happen
0: (laughs) yeah um warlocks every time short rest short rest sure i know yeah everybody's done that to me and often to people all the time i don't fault Mm -hmm. them that that's not a bad thing it's just You have to like, as a DM, a lot of the time, and and Sean's right. Like, it is very annoying. Also, though, like, measure a rest can be a reward. Like, oh, you cleared this specific thing, and now it seems like you might have a chance to catch your breath because of that. Mm -hmm. Like, if they go off the beaten path and like defeat this big group of enemies, and they found like this little nook that they can kind of nestle into and take a break, that a short rest is a reward for that and it helps you get further too so all kinds of ways to tackle dungeons which we can go into much greater depth when we make one but that's a really good question tanner thank you my friend
1: hey 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 hey,
0: sean hey sean Hey. Hey, hey hey
1: hey
0: hey. if people had awesome questions like tanner had today where would they send them
1: well i believe they would send us to either at the lore dump on Instagram and Twitter or lord them questions at gmail dot com if they had any sort of questions they would like us to answer.
0: Love it. Beautiful, magnificent, and wonderful.
1: Yeah, bud? Yeah. Yeah. It, it,
0: cool. It, it really Yeah. Is. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird. It is. Hey. Hey. Boo boo boop. Oh, whoa. Hey, 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 hey.
1: The show's
0: over. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God, you feral nightmare man. I'll never
1: let you leave. Forever. (laughs) I'm done.